brace yourselves. It's the Dave Berry Breakfast Show podcast with Wix. Let's do it right. Absolute radio. Hello, there you are. Coming up on the show, which we hope you're going to enjoy, we decided to dust off a little thing we call itchy beard lies. This is because today is a day that sees many children going back to school and we wanted to focus on those tall tales that you would hear in the playground. We had so many, we thought we'd spare a couple for this the bonus material. And what a couple of corkers they are. Dave, we had one guy called Rich who claimed the Mafia were after him on the M5. <laughs> But he managed to escape by jumping out of the moving van window right. into a friend's car travelling alongside. Oh, wow. He was 12. Yeah. <laughs> Fantasist. Someone I went to school with told me he shot a chip out of Vanilla Ice's hand with an air rifle. <laughs> what? That's so of its time, isn't it? That's oh, so of its time. Wow. He also told me he met Madonna on a bus from Newport and she went home with him. <laughs> oh, yeah, she's famous for getting the bus around <laughs> Wales, isn't she? Yeah. And that's from Freshie. Uh, there's plenty more of those on the show you're about to enjoy. But as many eagle-eared pod subscribers will note... There's something slightly awry with the beginning of this live mm, show. Yeah. See if you can spot it. Prepare yourselves. We liked his voice so much, we put it in a podcast. It's the Dave Berry Breakfast Show podcast. Absolute radio. It's just gone 6am. It's Wednesday the 4th of September. Hello everyone out there in radio land. Dave's not here yet. <laughs> <laughs> Dave's not here yet. The lunatics are taking over the asylum. Let's play some music. The Dave Berry Breakfast Show Podcast. Absolute radio. Do not adjust your wireless. Dave Berry is still not here for his breakfast show. It is Matt Dyson lounging like Jacob Rees-Mogg in the big presenter chair <laughs> until he gets here. Emery and Glenn, what the hell is going on? Morning. I don't know, this hasn't happened before. No, I know, it's very unlike Dave. I think he was talking the other day about how he uh, used to give a, a driver his key and he would come in and wake him up. Yeah. I can't imagine anything more terrifying than that. <laughs> yeah, it's awful, isn't it? Just a Walking man, up by an intruder. Yeah, a man just walking into your house and then um, waking you yeah, up. Yeah, and, and if that happens, it means you have five seconds to leave the house. Yeah, yeah, so you've got to get straight <laughs> Where's Paul? Is that his name? Paul? Yeah, I think he. Yeah, I think it is Paul. What's happened Paul. to Paul? I don't know why he's let him down. He's let everyone down. Uh, oh, do you know why he might be late? Any speculation as to why? Did he go to the pub straight after the show yesterday, and he's still there? That, that could be. That could be something potentially. I think he went on a night out in Soho, and he's done that thing where you get instead of getting the last train back, you get the first train home the next day. Uh, yes, and so he's yes. just sort of thought he'll just come straight into work. I mean, and uh, he's he's obviously he hasn't set his clock. Sorry. I think he could be right. I mean, he could arrive. He could arrive. <laughs> Busted. <laughs> Hi, Dave. Hello, uh, everyone. You, you all right, mate? Oh. We haven't started yet, it's all right. <laughs> Just a bit warm I didn't go straight to the pub after the show, <laughs> Emma Jones, thank you. And I've been nowhere near Soho for some time. Sorry. My apologies. So what happened? What's the, what's the uh, excuse? I wish it was the pub. I wish it was Soho. <laughs> We're weaning Evangeline off her dummy. Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, you said it was going really well the other day. Yeah, not so well. She's lulled us into a full sense of security. 
The first thing I'm going to do after the show today is buy a big old bag of dummies. Uh, <laughs> uh, it's the most unrock and roll reason of all time. Um, good morning, everyone. Welcome to the show. Apologies for being late. Um, thanks for filling in, Matt. Oh, well. Did mate. you mention Jacob Reese Mogg? Yeah, at one point, yeah. Topical. It's 6.16. I did a time check. <laughs> <laughs> do you want to play a song? <laughs> yes, press this. OK, we'll have a song coming up next. The Dave Berry Breakfast Show Podcast. Absolute Radio. It's the Dave Berry Breakfast Show on Absolute Radio. Nowadays, we've added Dave Berry. Mm, um, it is nice to be here at long last. Uh, thanks for covering for me, guys. I really do appreciate it. Obviously, you didn't do the big opener. Uh, we all know that. Uh, I think, in fact, contractually, uh, I'm the only one allowed to do oh, the opener. Um, but it's uh, nice you to do the Jurassic Park bit. Yeah, no, I did sort of have a stab at it. Yeah, but it's just gone <laughs> six a.m. Oh, it's no. Wednesday, the fourth of September. Hello, everyone out there in Radio Land. <laughs> Dave's not here. Yet. <laughs> Dave's not here yet. The lunatics are taking over the asylum. Let's play some music. Oh, God. It's exactly, <laughs> exactly how you normally do monkey, it, right? Monkey, monkey, same, same. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> the vaguest same, intro ever. That could have been any radio station. Same sort of tone, that, yeah? <laughs> uh, yes, we are, as I say, we're trying to wean Evangeline off of her dummy because we've realised that what's almost torturous for both her and whichever one of us is sleeping alongside her yeah. is it's falling out about once an hour throughout yeah. the night and we're waking up to put it back in. And without the dummy falling out, she's actually getting longer mm. um, periods of sleep, which was how it had been going over the last couple of days. And in fact, and I know I'm probably not the first parents to feel smug, but we yeah. felt actually quite smug. Oh, well, actually, oh, I'm well, well, she doesn't even have a dummy. She's only nine months old. We'd become those people. Yeah. Um, but um, Evangeline gave it to us both barrels. Today. Smug first timers. There's nothing worse. I know. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, we know nothing. And now you've come. Yeah, yeah, you've had your comeuppance now. We know you? nothing. That's why I always welcome the dad advice. I really did. Um, and then, uh, so the the bedroom door flew open, and because uh, we had this just littered with just waking up and crying, and the rain falling, and it was just not conducive mm. to getting a good night's sleep. No. Uh, and Sarah Jane flung open the bedroom door and said, "It's five thirty-six." I said, "Well, hang oh. on, that's my job." She said, I'm, not doing a time, <laughs> I'm not doing a time check, you idiot. You're late. <laughs> so I got wow. up. Oh. And I'm here now. Everyone's doing time checks today, aren't they? <laughs> it's a great day. Everyone feels they can just wander around doing time checks. If you, you want to should... call in, get in touch, do a time check. Give it, have a go. It's a free-for-all today. Any time. Any time you want. Choose yeah. any time. It doesn't have to be the real time. Why not? It doesn't have to be the real go time. Go around the world. Choose a country. Yeah. Come on air. <laughs> tell us the time there. And uh, we'll just make sure we uh, make a little bit of space in the awards cabinet. <laughs> the Dave Berry Breakfast Show Podcast. Absolute radio. 6.28. <clears throat> Still got it. <laughs> wow, that's well delivered. Um, the boys in the studio here, who I hope don't mind me, uh, well, for want of a better term, grassing them up, have said that there was no unification of the dummy laws in their house, whilst one partner thought that they were weaning their daughters off of the dummy... The other partner was slyly sticking it in when they were in charge. Oh, sneaking no. it in there. And wow. I, that's not like good. Anything for a good night's sleep, you know. No. We waited till three. Well, Bess was about three when she came off the dummy. There used to be a lot of snobbishness to uh, pacifiers or, you know, dummies, whatever you want to call them. Um, uh, but then Bess, 
obviously they want to have it all the time and we had to say that the dummy fairy comes gives you a present and then takes your dummy and passes it on to the next generation of dummy users yeah well i think we all know that matt and that works <laughs> yeah as we all know that's a fact that's what happens yeah exactly yeah, yeah. so she's yeah, been so. given a second-hand dummy <laughs> no, from a previous no, baby no. yeah we yeah we you sterilized it. Don't we yeah. it and everything you know, put it in milton and all that so it's fine. <laughs> plastic yeah. in the oceans etc yeah it's, it's good actually you're right yeah you should be reusing dummies so yeah but i think you have to be unified on the dummy laws. You can't be just slyly popping one in after well, you've collected I mean, yeah. said child that's from just, nursery. That's, a, that's, an that's an emergency <laughs> measure. That's an emergency measure. This isn't a snobbery about the dummy. This is no, just, I know we it's all not, just no. are so desperate to sleep more. And, and me being late for the show this morning tells you that, um, yeah, in fact, this has backfired horribly. You've gone very early and it's admirable. But, but we just don't know, want to have to explain backfire. to her about the fairy. Yeah. We just want to get it out of the way before she realises yeah, what's going yeah, exactly. on. But it turns out she's smarter than we thought because she definitely realises what's going on and she she's making us pay. Yeah, she's like, Where, <laughs> where's my soother? Where's my second-hand soother gone? And I just spent a fortune on some um, new fancy ones that glow in the dark. Ah, uh, yeah. Five so pounds them. for two, they yeah, were. Yeah, they're well super aren't they, yeah? They're a, they had a little kitty on them, kitty someone. Ah, uh, yeah, yeah. Well, my middle, do- my middle daughter, Maggie, she didn't have a dummy and she just never slept for two years. So, <laughs> <laughs> having done that experiment for you, I'd suggest sticking with the dummy. OK, personally. thank you very much indeed for doing it for us. That's probably very good advice. The Dave Berry Breakfast Show Podcast. Absolute radio. Dave, I feel your pain. When my son was but two years old, we swapped his dummy for a Freddo. <laughs> I then buried the dummy in the garden. <laughs> thinking that would be the end of it, <laughs> like some kind of ceremony. At 2.30 in the morning, I was outside digging the bugger up from Steve. <laughs> wow. Just on your hands and knees in the dirt. One. <laughs> scraping away into the soil. Also, you can't have your child sleeping at night with a Freddo in its mouth. That's, that's, no, way to, that's no way to do it. <laughs> Just call the dum-dum fairy. We've yeah, told you a exactly. thousand times. Uh, so, Matt Dyson, it's time for... Yeah. The social ammo. A while ago, uh, my daughter Maggie, I think we talked about the show, was talking saying she wanted to have a birthday party in Ikea. Just yes. get some friends together. Great idea. Have meatballs and just wander around the shop playing. I said you should take all of her presents into small pieces so she has to assemble yeah, them herself. That's right, yeah. yeah, yeah. I'm still thinking about doing it, uh, but uh, potentially it's on the cards. But in Glasgow, there's an Ikea where thousands of people were planning to go and have a similar style of party. They were planning a uh, mass uh, game of hide-and-seek at the Ikea in Brayhead. This happened on Sunday. Uh, the people at Ikea got wind of this Facebook group and police had to go to the Ikea <laughs> to, to guard the front door because 3,000 people had signed up to play uh, hide-and-seek. Imagine how good that would have been. A massive game of Ikea. I, mean, I look at it the opposite. Particularly with massive three game of hide-and-seek. Who police... No, I mean, obviously, wow. the police policed it in the end, but who come up with the rules? Who knows who's yeah. hiding and who's well, seeking? Well, when there's 3,000 people, I suppose it's hard to police, yeah. Uh, but, yeah, I mean, it, it's, it's a great space to do it in. There's so much room to, to hide. You could be hiding for hours in there, couldn't you? Would the seekers have to follow that... Preset road. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and if you've gone past, you see him in the corner, you're yeah. like, I can't go back and get them. you. I can go around again. I have to wait for those weird shortcut bits <laughs> and then sneak through, which only people that use the shops often know about. Uh, but yeah, luckily the police were there from eight in the morning till eight at night, and they said uh, some youths turned up to the store, but they were turned away by officer officers. So any youths that turned up, you here for the hide and seek, get out, no chance. Well, I don't think we can call them youths, can we? Youths is associated with people getting up to north 
naughty things, but I think having a game of hide and seek in a furniture <laughs> shop seems quite innocent. But they can it, tell right? train spotting, is it? <laughs> they can tell the intent isn't good. They know, like, you're not here to buy us for as bad or whatever. It is. <laughs> yeah, they can tell. You don't want a double bed. You're yeah, 14. You're not getting a Billy bookcase. No way. Uh, so, yeah. Oh, what is it? Six champagne flutes? Bye to let. Yeah, so they, they, obviously they were there to play. Uh, the other big story uh, from overnight, obviously, aside from what's been going on in Parliament, is the uh, big beef in football. The biggest beef in football since uh, Batty and uh, since Batty had that fight with Graham Lasso. Remember that on the pitch? It was amazing, wasn't it? Yeah, and of course, our very own Lee Bowyer. Oh, yes. Kieran Dyer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Kieran Dyer, yeah. But this is an off the field, post playing beef between Michael Owen and Alan Shearer. Oh. Michael Owen's got a, a book out at the moment that's being serialised in the papers. He revealed he's had a 10 year feud with Alan Shearer. Is he really? Two big name pundits who, uh, who refused to talk to each other. Thrilling bants in that, I'd imagine. <laughs> well, but then they started to. I mean, it's actually because yeah, Alan Shearer is quite dull and so is Michael Owen, really. Well, but, you're yeah, how, do you, how do you know if they're not talking to you? <laughs> yeah, they well, might yeah. just not be that chatty. They're, just, they're not that chatty, generally, just, are they? Are they just describing what they can see on a screen? In front of them? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. So uh, they, they used to be friends when they played for England together. They used to be friends. Well, then, what, a, what, a, what a. I mean, let's, for a start, from an England perspective, two legendary football yeah, players. Yeah, I know, too. They were at the peak two of very the, talented the top of the game. They're amazing. Reasons. Michael Owen, towards the end of his career, sort of got a few injuries and didn't go so well for him. And, that, and that's when he went to Newcastle. And he admits in his book he didn't really want to go to Newcastle, but, you know, it was a bit of a step backwards for him. And then there was the season they got relegated and Shearer was in charge. And Michael Owen was injured towards the end of the season. Big game that they needed him for. But he was saying, I'm still, I'm still injured. I won't be back till next week. And after that, Shearer has not spoken to him ever since and have been bad-mouthing him to all fellow footballers and ex-footballers. Wow. Because Spicy. he didn't... He was on huge wages and he didn't play in that crucial game. And he was on like game. over 100 grand a week, but that was in like 2005 or something, well, wasn't yeah. it? Well, yeah. So then Shearer's on, Shearer's on Twitter replying to some comment where Michael Owen's going, oh, yeah, I didn't enjoy the end of my career. It was quite hard. And then Shearer pipes up with, yes, Michael, we all thought that also while you were on £120,000 a week. So he's revealing what uh, salary Owen was on back yeah. in the day. Wow. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I know. And then Owen got really upset by that and said, I'm not sure how loyal to Newcastle you were, as, as loyal as you make out, Alan. I distinctly remember you being inches away from signing for Liverpool Ooh. after Sir Bobby Robson put you on the bench. You tried everything to get out. This is all behind-the-scenes stuff from back in the day coming out. So it's all in, in Michael Owen's... It looks like the beef is still ongoing. They haven't made friends. Uh, annoyingly for Michelle Owen, who works for Sky I Sports... I love Michelle Owen. She's she one keep, of my favourite sports broadcasters. Um, at Michelle Owen 7 keeps being added into conversations about this. <laughs> well, because with, Michael and Michelle. Because well, oh, all the replies, of course, they're all based around uh, those old uh, viral videos of Michael Owen doing his helicopter ride around Dubai, which was a famous oh, video. Yeah. <laughs> it was up there with his... You know, he did the Michael Owen soccer school where he scored I remember it clearly. A ten-year-old and he celebrated <laughs> like it was the most amazing Sh- goal ever. Wait, we, we shouldn't really, but oh god! Hey, yeah. I think that's actually Sam Torrance down there, the ex-Ryder Cup captain. Let's just drop <laughs> down a bit to check. Sorry about that, folks. Just a bit too low. The shatterproof glass came in handy, but I don't think Sam's going to be too pleased with us getting in the way of his drive. Good thing he has that great Scottish sense of humour. <laughs> 
So these have been doing the rounds for a while, but effectively he's in a... They've, they've green-screened, like, outside, and he's flying around the golf courses of Dubai for, like, a wedge of cash. Yeah, Just really baiting us in with the his acting. lively... Yeah. <laughs> his amazing. lively delivery. Yeah. Let's go see where I own my apartments. My favourite place, Dubai Sports City. <laughs> I'm throwing on the afterburners, so hold on. <laughs> Whoa! Oh, lovely. It's like when a shop does an advert and the boss decides to present the advert himself. <laughs> Our lawnmowers are among yeah, the best yeah, in yeah, the range. Yeah. It is. What a delivery there from Michael Owen. So, the, anyway, the feud continues. That is your social ammo action. It's viral, it's trending, it's gaining traction. The Dave Berry Breakfast Show Podcast. Absolute radio. For many of our younger listeners, it is time for the first day back at school, including your two daughters, Matt Dyson. Yeah, they're getting ready. They're probably getting up around now. You can't really argue with them being slightly apprehensive about going in with just the symbology of the weather, let alone oh, yeah, anything else. It's like the first over. day back at school and there's thunder and lightning, yeah, yeah. ominous dark clouds up and down the UK as yeah. they head in. Back to reality. Uh, so we are going to uh, give a little nod to it being the first day back at school with your big itchy beard lies. Oh, We've done this on the show before. Those things that possibly you said, but more likely you heard from other people you went to school with that were clearly chinny recons yeah. when it comes to the magnitude of the lies. We're going to do a little batch of those that's coming up next. The Dave Berry Breakfast Show Podcast. Absolute Radio. On your Wednesday morning, the warmest of welcomes to the Dave Berry Breakfast Show on Absolute Radio. Big day for many people out there. As the school run is back, everyone is piling back into those oh, buildings of education yeah. and friendship, weather. should we say. <laughs> yeah. Because, uh, no, it's, I think it's important that, you know, there'll be people starting school for the first time. There'll be people going to new schools. There'll be people with a lot of stuff going on in their lives outside of school. If you see a kid who possibly isn't looking too happy, a little displaced, make sure you shoot that kid a smile. It's good to be nice to people, particularly on a first day back, I think. Yeah. So do remember that. And the other thing to do, kids, this is your mission, so you choose to accept it, is to listen out for those big old itchy beard lies. I'm reliably informed from the millennials behind the glass that itchy beard continued to be the term for tall tales told on mm -hmm. the schoolyard. I used to call it an itchy beard or you would just kind of rub your chin, but yeah. Glenn had no such thing at his school. Oh. Yes, everyone just told the truth where I was from. <laughs> 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 That's the bleak alternative, kids. <laughs> Always tell the truth. Uh, I remember there was a kid at my school called Stephen and we were talking once and he said he was halfway through a novel. I said, wow, how many pages? He said, well, halfway through, it's 350 pages. Right. So that's a 700-page novel that he's reading, which is akin to War and Peace, <laughs> Harry Potter and the Deathly Hallows, and Clash of Kings, a second, ga second Game of Thrones book. I said, what's it about? And he said, survival. It's interesting to me because of my experiences as a bouncer. <laughs> Stephen was 13 years of age. <laughs> Chinny record. <laughs> Although, in fairness to Stephen, he was the first kid in our school to get his ear pierced. Ah, well. So, you mm. know, he was a hard man. Uh, we've done this before. We touch it from time to time. In fact, looking at my records, the last time we did this was back in February. Yeah. And we received a couple of absolute corkers. David, somebody from my school claimed his uncle was a Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle. <laughs> was wonderful. And Pete from Barnet, just one of my all-time favourite stories on the show. Morning, Dave. A boy at my school called John claimed that one day during a school football match, a rival fan threw a brick which struck his dad on the head. 
As everyone gathered round his stricken father, he looked up and uttered his last words, which were, Go on, John. The game carried on, and he scored the winner. <laughs> Obviously. <laughs> yeah, believable. <laughs> and that's from Pete from Barney. The Dave Berry Breakfast Show Podcast. Absolute radio. Dave, when I was at school, my friend Luke was a serial farter, which isn't Deutsch. He once came into school and told us his mum had taken him to hospital to have his bum sewn up. <laughs> <laughs> so he couldn't fart anymore. And we believed him. They all believed and that's him. from Amy and Yeah, Zoe. he's had his bum sewn up. Yeah, yeah, it's true. Yeah. So every time he goes to the bathroom, he's like, where are you going yeah. then? He's like, no reason. Yeah. <laughs> uh, that's a lovely school playground lie right that's there, nice. itchy beard style. Morning, Dave. Now, this is typical Jackie Chan. Morning, Dave. When I was at school, one of the lads said that Jackie Chan used to fly over to England to teach him Kung Fu. <laughs> That's from Paul in yeah, Barsley. Yeah, Typical that. Jackie Chan. Mm. He's always at it, isn't he? The Dave Berry Breakfast Show Podcast. Absolute radio. Back to school for many. So we've brought it back for one morning only. Those itchy beard lies from the school days. And joining us right now on line one is Anthony. Good morning, Anthony. Good morning, Dave. How you doing, my Good friends? Day. Yeah, not too bad. When I heard you were doing Itchy Beard uh, live again, I thought, you know what, I bought the perfect guy for this. Really cool to Take it away, Anthony. Um, so Phil was pretty prolific at this at school. Um, the first one, I'm talking my top three, and there are, might be a bonus one. Yeah, the first one, him and his father were sh- uh, fishing on the Grand Union Canal, and they caught a fish. They had to cut it in half to get in their canal boat. Um, <laughs> when I don't know what fish you get in the Grand Union Canal, but nothing that big. This is so uh, big. <laughs> the, <laughs> the second one was... Again, he's a bit of a jack of all trades, so he's a professional fisherman, but also a professional builder. Um, while doing their extension that he was helping his dad with, he managed to dig up a Harley Davidson, a vintage one, which was worth 20k, and he then went and sold in his back garden. Um, third one, he was actually quite good at rugby, so he's one of these guys, these stories would all usually come around by you telling a story and him saying, well, that's nothing, I caught a fish this big. We were talking, I specifically remember talking about for running in the rugby team he said yeah that's fine mate I ran to the end of the rainbow once uh, <laughs> <laughs> I don't think I don't think anyone asked for any gold at the end of it but that sort of, and the final one I specifically remember was um, when I was at school it would have been like the sort of first time the very first iPods came out like the old chunky ones with the yeah. dials rotating on them at the same time he sort of said oh yeah I've got all my Playstation 2 games down on, it, down on here I can just play them all the time said, well, can, I, can I see that said, oh no it's not, not working right now Anthony thank you very much indeed for coming on the show oh, and sharing those stories with your friend Phil it's been lovely talking to you my man we wish you a very pleasant day the Dave Berry Breakfast Show Podcast Absolute Radio many of you heading back to school today but then again isn't every day a school day if we just open our minds to the possibilities of learning yeah you never stop Never, ever stop. So uh, we brought it back from about six months ago. It's the itchy beard lies you used to hear or tell at school. And Rachel from Leicester's got in touch saying, Hi, Dave, I have to confess. I have a scar on my arm for when I was too scared to let go of the sides of a helter-skelter when I was little. I, however, told the kids in my class that a lion at the zoo did it when I tried to pet it through the bars. (laughs) (laughs) Bye, says Rachel. A great day, oh, Rachel. Yeah, we've heard from actual one of the liars. That's nice. Yeah, we, yeah. we don't get that <laughs> yeah. often. Um, a kid at school once told us he was held up at gunpoint. 
but he managed to disassemble the gun before the attacker had time to pull the trigger. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's how you do it. Classic. Classic <laughs> Jimmy Hill beard. Yeah. <laughs> Morning. One of the best stories from Weaverham High School was when a lad said an entire truck jumps over his house. And the best bit was, he said he just so happened to be sitting on the roof at the time and he touched the bottom of it as it went over. (laughs) (laughs) Wow. And that's from Jay. The Dave Berry Breakfast Show Podcast. Absolute radio. So as many return to school today, and good luck with that, kids, we're, well, we're exchanging those itchy beard lives you remember from your time at school. And this is coming from Robin in Cambridge. The best itchy beard story from Willingham Primary School was the boy who shut his winky in his mum's car door at the local shop and had to have his dad's transplanted onto him <laughs> all in one night. <laughs> oh, yeah. What happened to his dad then? His poor dad was like, oh, that really bad. He had nothing to do with it. Yeah. Well, also, I mean, the, the, it's not a good look, is it? No. Oh, yeah. Wow. <laughs> I bet he couldn't wait to get changed at PE, though, could he, after that? <laughs> it's not a good look. <laughs> Oh, dearie wow. me. It's poor dad. And poor also, dad. just what a great mum in that, that whole yeah, situation. Yeah. Mum's called right. Jim, Jim, give him your winky. Yeah, you're going to have to. <laughs> wow. It's the ultimate sacrifice for your children, that is. <laughs> wow. Thank you for sharing that one, Robin. That's very, very good. Absolute Radio oh. Live with Holiday Inn in aid of Stand Up to Cancer. Yes, we're so pleased that Absolute Radio Live is back on Sunday the 24th of November. It is time for the fourth Absolute Radio Live with Holiday Inn at the London Palladium, raising money for Stand Up to Cancer. And on Friday at 9am, so 48 hours and a bit time, you'll be able to get your hands on tickets. Every single penny from all the tickets we sell will be going straight to the charity. Hosted by Frank Skinner, Dara O'Brien's on the lineup, Joe Brand, Kerry Godleman, Matt Ford. Tom Allen, Kojo and our very own Glenn Moore. So Glenn, as someone who's been on that hallowed stage, you made your debut last year. Yeah. What was it like? What are your memories of that time and what are you looking forward to this year? Uh, it was insane last year. I absolutely loved it. And it, the Palladium itself is, a, is such a weird venue because it's so massive and you've obviously got a couple of thousand people there, but it's all really packed in. And usually if you're on a stage that big, then the light's really bright, you can't see any faces, all you can do is hear it. But in there, you can literally see the faces of every single individual person, which makes it more daunting, but also it makes it, you feel a bit close to everyone. So it's really nice. And I can't wait to do it again this time. Um, we do know that logistically it's not the best timings for you no, as you I, have I, a trip away planned. Yeah, I, uh, I fly back from New York that day. Uh, so, I mean, I think that's probably the best cure for jet lag you could possibly have. It's like you've got to do comedy in front of a few thousand people. So I'll be very alert. Uh, now, I know you're good friends with Dara, of course, from uh, your appearances on Mock the Week. Mm. Do you know everyone else on the lineup? Are you fans of their work? Yeah, I know Tom Allen and Kerry from, from Mock the Week as well, and obviously 4D, but uh, I've never met. I've never met Joe Brown before, and uh, I th- she's amazing, so I really lo- I'm really looking forward to meeting her. She's a legend of the comedy world, and as I say, you can see her live at Absolute Radio Live. All proceeds going to stand up to cancer. It's happening on Sunday, the 24th of November. You can get your tickets this Friday from 9am. The Dave Berry Breakfast Show Podcast. Absolute Radio. It's the Dave Berry Breakfast Show on Absolute Radio, home of the cool badge. 
and therefore the handing in of them. Do it at 8, 12, 15. But it seems only fair, because we're not picking on you. We're not saying your uncle gives you badges. We all have those uncool moments. It yeah. happens. In fact, one happened um, at the start of the show this morning, where, um, well, I was absent. Yeah. I was late for the start of my own breakfast show. What's that? Were you out partying, Dave? Were you out at some showbiz bash? No, I'm trying to wean my baby daughter off of her dummy. <laughs> something she wow. doesn't want to do. Yeah. And therefore, after the show today, I'm going to go and buy a big old bag of dummies because she has won. Evangeline won, <laughs> mummy and daddy nil. Um, so that's my cool badge handed in. What a reason to be late for your own show. Uh, Matt, I'm going to drag you into this. Right. Because that meant that you were responsible for the opening of the show as we are live every morning from 6am, as uh, we claim yeah. to be. It's the truth. And uh, this was your offering to everybody. It's just gone 6am. It's Wednesday the 4th of September. Hello, everyone out there in Radio Land. Dave's not here yet. <laughs> Dave's not here yet. The lunatics are taking over the asylum. Let's play some music. Oh, dear. Oh. Yeah, that was really early this morning. My two kids, Bess and Maggie, just text me to say they're listening as well this morning. To oh, they were have... losing his cool badge. <laughs> Talking about people out there in Radio Land. Daddy was doing Uncle Dave a favour, girls. Have a great <laughs> first day back at school. Um, Emma Jones, you had to hand in the cool badge this week? I'd actually like to uh, grass up my husband this week. Oh, um, nice. Stefan got mistaken for a celebrity when he was out the other day and he got asked for an autograph and right. the people thought he was Ian Sterling, who is the uh, Scottish comedian who does the voiceover uh, on Love Island. Uh, mm. right. They do look a little bit There's a something going like, there is a similarity mm. between yeah, them. Yeah, he's been he's been told that a few times. I actually think Ian Sterling might be better looking now that he's uh, <laughs> Is like Calvin Harris style makeover. <laughs> think so he could do the Just Eat commercials. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. um, but a man came up to me in a pub and said, Oh, my daughter's a really big fan of yours. Can she have your autograph? And he said he had a kind of a nanosecond of thinking, because he, he is on, on the radio as well. Of course, and he was like, yeah. He has his own celebrity, his he, own level exactly. of celebrity. In a moment of being flattered and thinking, Wow, they must have heard my voice. How do they know who I am? And then he was like, You think I'm Ian Sterling, don't you? And he said, Yes. Oh. And he had to say, I'm not. I'm really sorry. So we didn't sign it for the little girl? No, well, I think he was like, you can have a Stefan Powell signature if you want. And they said, no, thank you. And oh, then oh, left, and left the pub. Ian Stully must have sounded a lot more Welsh than you. <laughs> <laughs> that anecdote was full of ouchy moments. It really was. But oh. yes, I'll take Stefan's cool badge for that one. Uh, Glenn, what about yourself? Well, as per, mine involves dining alone. Um, uh, so many of it, not in a lonely way, but so many of mine have involved. You've got your own section of badges over here. Eating in restaurants. <laughs> On my own. Uh, this was in Scotland. Uh, I was. Uh, I. I it was quite. A, uh, I, I. I'd been. Uh, me and some friends had been. Had been drinking, and then my friends went to see a show that I'd already seen. So I. Oh. I, I, I was uh, admittedly a little worse for wear, uh, and uh, oh, wow. I, I, I. I fell asleep in a Byron. <laughs> Oh, what? Oh, no. yeah. wow. I, I got woken up by them putting the bill on my table. Um, oh, no. That's a real low point. point. That is a real low point. Mm. Drink oh. it in. Oh, I'm speechless. <laughs> I know, so was I. I can't, I don't know. It was, humili- it was absolutely humiliating. I didn't even think I was you know, particularly sort of worse for wear, but um, yeah, I must have just nodded off. What, like face Mid down burger. on the table? No, 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 no but very couch. much like lounging, like yeah. Reese Mogesque in the booth. Yeah, yeah. Lounge. <laughs> Legs crossed back in the booth. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'm going to have to buy a big warehouse to put all of your cool badges yeah. in, Glenn. Yeah. We need more stories. That's what we need. The Dave Berry Breakfast Show Podcast. Absolute radio. My parents asked me what I wanted for my 40th birthday next year. Flying lessons or a track day, perhaps. 
I immediately said, I want to go to Legoland, as I've never been. <laughs> and that's from Brent. Wow. Make a cool badge out of Lego and send it in, Brent. <laughs> it, it is pretty good, to be fair. And happy Went birthday for next year. What Lego Land is? Yeah, yeah. Get the Q-Bot thing. That's worth paying the extra for that. You don't have to queue. Okay. Well worth it. Give me a call, Brent. <laughs> Sorry. Queuing tips with Matt Dyson is an immediate offence. Oh. Morning, Dave and the crew. During a recent road trip with my husband, I exclaimed, what a lovely roundabout, whilst driving through Hull, oh, handing wow. over my badge now from Louise in Morley. <laughs> Dave, on Sunday night, my wife and I were watching TV when an advert came on for a new series of The Chase. I should note at this point my wife is currently on maternity leave, so enjoying quite a lot of daytime TV. My wife's response to a new series of The Chase was, wow, new tipping point and The Chase, I'm in for a treat. <laughs> Ooh, exciting times. <laughs> I'll take two badges for that. <laughs> you got any over there, Matt? Uh, Ginge, who's working away in Wokingham at the moment, says when he was making mash around his girlfriends last night, <laughs> he turned to her and said... This is a really good potato masher. <laughs> I like it. <laughs> there are varying degrees of mash mashers, to be fair. Badge. The Dave Berry Breakfast Show Podcast. Absolute Radio. Good morning. It's the Dave Berry Breakfast Show on Absolute Radio, where it's time for the final batch of the cool badges that you've been sending in. And Lily has got in touch saying, Hi, Dave. Whilst on holiday in an Airbnb in Dorset, I excitedly uttered these words to my boyfriend. This washing machine has such a good spin on it. Everything's nearly dry. Please take my call badge. <laughs> Lily, happily received. And joining us right now on line one, we have Shoka. Good morning, Shoka. Good morning, Dave. The warmest of welcomes to the show. I believe you're not handing in your own cool badge. You're handing it in on behalf of a friend named Donna. I am. I am indeed, yes. So set the scene for us. Where are you? What's going on? Who's around? Okay, so we're at Ponds in the Park, a beautiful park surrounding sunset, Spitfire flight going over. The orchestra is about to uh, start up, and Donna looks at me and says, Isn't it lovely to see they've got so many bins here? <laughs> <laughs> oh dear. Poetic. What a poetic end yeah. to a beautifully set up story. We yeah. were there with you, Shoka, we really were. <laughs> so I believe, not that, you know. Donna's only 35. She shouldn't be really concerning herself with the amount of bins being supplied. This is true. We, yeah, it was beautiful surroundings. The Spitfire was coming over the, over the sunset, and she wow. said that. Always what, half an eye on litter. I like yeah. that about Donna, yeah, you know what well, I mean? But know. I am going to take her cool badge, and Shoka, thank you very much indeed for coming on the show. Have yourself a lovely day. Will do. Thank you very Cheers, much. Cheers, Shoka. Thank take you. care now. The Dave Berry Breakfast Show Podcast. Absolute Radio. If you've been busy for the last couple of days, you've not been tuning into the show, we know you have busy lives, so let me bring you bang up to speed. Um, with the help of a microbiologist named Jackie, we are attempting to snap a pair of boot-cut jeans in half. <laughs> <laughs> this is the story <laughs> thus far. Yeah. I hate on. clean jeans. Oh, yeah. Yes. Those are horrible. Put your jeans in the freezer tight. instead yeah. of washing them. What? Really? Yeah, you're meant to put them in the freezer instead of washing them. There's a friend of mine who worked in a restaurant, and he said as a trick the chefs played on him is they took his trousers and they dipped them in water, put them in the freezer, and when they'd frozen, they'd stand them in half. <laughs> <laughs> what? I'm adamant this is true. Well, joining us right now on line one, we've we got go. Jackie, uh, who's a microbiologist, and you texted in saying that you think you need a very special freezer 
in order to get the jeans as cold as they possibly could be in order to break them in half. Yep, and I have that freezer at my workplace. How Ooh. cold does it go? Minus 80 degrees centigrade. If I sent you a pair of jeans, would you freeze them and break them in half for me, please, Jackie? <laughs> I'll certainly have a go, yeah. <gasps> this is great news. So we purchased the jeans, and just as we were about to buy them, Matt Dyson said, no, 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 no. I've got an idea. Yeah. Now, what is it you insisted we do before we send the jeans off to I Jackie? I think we might as well prizes? take this opportunity to rid the world of one more pair of boot-cut jeans. <laughs> uh, frayed boot-cut <laughs> jeans. <laughs> so, firstly, a poll on the Absolute Radio Instagram page has revealed that 53% of our dear listeners think the jeans will not snap. Oh, oh. 53%. So it's close. It's close. Um, but Matt Dyson, uh, we did heed your advice about ridding the world of another yeah. pair of bootcut jeans. Oh. And let me tell you, my oh, friend, now. we have some absolute <laughs> beauties. <laughs> oh, it's going to make you itch. Yeah, I've seen... Oh, I've, I think I've seen what they are going to be in their horrendous denim. I'm going to present them to you proper. The Dave Berry Breakfast Show Podcast. Absolute radio. With the help of a microbiologist named Jackie... We are going to, this Friday morning, attempt to freeze a pair of jeans to minus 80 degrees and then snap them in half. At Matt's request, we have used boot-cut jeans for yeah. this because you think we should rid the world of a yes. pair of boot-cut jeans one at a time. So this is the perfect opportunity to do it. Yeah. And, of course, the boot-cut jean, let's all, in all honesty, we've all been there. Oh, yeah, yeah. 2003, years ago, 2004, I was, was the there. only cut you could get back then, wasn't it? Um, but we haven't just selected any men's light wash boot-cut denim jeans. These are men's light wash boot-cut denim jeans with free belt from FBM. Show off your boots with this relaxed, timeless basic. These comfortable jeans are crafted from soft-handled denim and feature a classic boot-cut jean leg for a relaxed look. Oh. A button fly, rear pocket with flaps and waistband with belt loops and an embroidered logo complete this Richard Hammond-inspired design. <laughs> a free FBM-branded belt in black canvas webbing completes a relaxed yet stylish look basically these are the jeans worn by the mediterranean teenagers hogging the pool table on holiday <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah yeah i think cristiano ronaldo circa 2003 yeah. <laughs> <laughs> from the back they always look like they're flared there's just such a they're, big boot cut. there's so much materials <laughs> they're one of the worst things i think i've ever and seen have they got those little those little scuff marks that where they're distressed you know deliberately distressed the owner of these will be having worn them for years on end yeah. will be standing on them and therefore the backs, yeah, will, the be backs will be frayed. Yeah. Oh, forcing a tiny bit of sick into my mouth. Yeah. <laughs> Which is why on Friday, with Jackie, the microbiologist's help, or the help of her amazing medical scientific fridge freezer, yeah. we're hoping, even though 53% of you say it can't be done, to snap them in half and rid the world of another pair of boot cutches. The Dave Berry Breakfast Show Podcast. Absolute radio. <gasps> Look out. It's the Daily Smash person. Where today, I believe, we're going to be smashing together furniture 
and film. Yeah. At 8, 12, 15. Matt, we've chosen film because we haven't touched on film as yeah. one of our prongs this week. And furniture because of a massive game of hide-and-seek that was planned in a branch yes. of Ikea in Scotland. Arranged on Facebook for the big Ikea in Glasgow, uh, but police stopped it because they were worried about it being overrun. How many people turned up? 3,000 signed up saying they were potentially going to go. Quite a few people got turned away. And a heavy police presence from the moment yeah. Ikea opened till it closed. Door. yeah, yeah. Well, in that case, it is definitely furniture versus film at 8, 12, 15. I've got TV stand by me. Oh, <laughs> lovely. I've got lazy boys in the hood. Oh, yeah. And I've got cat on a hot tin poof. Oh, <laughs> excellent. Oh. What you got, Matt Dyson? You wouldn't want a tin poof, would you? Right? They've got to be comfortable. That'd be awful. Uh, anything by... Uh, anything starring Billy Bookcase, Bob Thornton, <laughs> obviously. Uh, the Chaise Lounge Good Friday. Oh, my um, word. High store musical. Oh, that's excellent. Emma Jones, what you got? I've got the Chair Witch Project. Oh, good. <laughs> yeah. Stool Runnings <laughs> yes. and My Best Friend's Bedding. <laughs> wow, very good. Glenn? Uh, Desperate Measures, <laughs> uh, Silver Reclinings Playbook, and uh, Inglorious Barstools. Oh, yes. <laughs> the Dave Berry Breakfast Show Podcast. Absolute Radio. A mass populated game of hide and seek at an IKEA in Scotland has inspired the Daily Smash. It's furniture and film. Avengers, self-assemble, <laughs> says Willie <laughs> Redding. The Table Guy from Andrew oh, in oh, Rawdon. That's brilliant. It's good, isn't it? The Good, the Bed and the Ugly. <laughs> the Aragnarokka-kicking chair oh, from Matt. Very good. The Chaise Longest Yard from Andy from Devon. The Texas Chainsaw Antimacassica oh, <laughs> from wow. E&G. Wow. Draws. Just when you <laughs> thought it was safe. <laughs> From Ian in Chislehurst. <laughs> nice. And Graham concludes here with the lion, the witch, and the. Never mind. <laughs> Matt Dyson, uh, we got over there. Anti Macassa Blanca, another Anti Macassa <laughs> one. Did we do a whole show Strong. based on these? I think we yeah. did. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, yeah, okay. The little things that you put on the ch- the, the arms yeah. of your sofa, aren't they, to, to save them? That's from Chris West. Well done, Chris. Is that also the name of the head one that you get? Uh, the back of the head, the anti yeah. yeah, Is that an anti-macassar so. as well? Yeah. They're both anti Because it was about stopping the oil getting on the Ah, chair, that's right, macassar hair oil. That's macassar right. Macassar hair oil. It's more the back of the head than the arms, isn't it? Yeah. Um, sex and the settee. Uh, <laughs> says, uh, <laughs> <laughs> Which is the old school Netflix and chill. <laughs> that's what we used to say before the millennials came along. <laughs> Which was from uh, at MrPerson77 on Twitter. Silence of the lamps from <laughs> Phil Dawes and Buddy has gone for Nightmare on Dunelm Street. <laughs> nice. Uh, thank you, everybody. A fine showing, as always. The Daily Smash will return next week. The Dave Berry Breakfast Show Podcast. Absolute Radio. Time to bid you farewell for another morning. Thank you ever so much for tuning in. Subscribe now from all the usual places to the Dave Berry Breakfast Show Podcast. See if you can spot what's missing. It's at the very beginning. There's some bonus material that Matt and I do... And then we get into the show proper. So from 6am when we're live, there's something missing. See if you can spot what it is. That's my little test to you all. That's my challenge on your Wednesday morning. Uh, the podcast will be called Show Off Your Boots with this relaxed, timeless basic. <laughs> of course, referring to bootcut jeans. Many yeah. people getting involved saying they didn't realise that bootcut jeans yeah. were a no-no. It's a wake-up call to many. <laughs> yeah, Other same. people have said that them? their partners have been telling them to stop wearing bootcut jeans, but yeah. they hadn't listened until yeah, we brought it yeah. up. Good. We all wore them. Yes. It's just, it was 15 many, years ago. Many years ago.
Um, but and obviously you can wear what you like, whatever you feel comfortable yeah. in. It's absolutely your thing. But when we were given an opportunity to uh, break a pair of jeans in half by freezing them to minus 80 degrees, Matt leapt on the opportunity to rid the world of another pair of boot cuts. Yes, and hopefully we'll be ridding the world of even more boot cuts as the people hear how bad they are <laughs> and they move on from that cut of <laughs> denim. <laughs> Um, Once again, download the podcast to find out what the hell is going on. We'll be back tomorrow, 6am. Thanks for listening. Arrivederci. He came, he saw, he tried to conquer, but alas, we've told him to come back tomorrow and try again. The Dave Berry Breakfast Show Podcast. Absolute Radio.